Our travel expert Sarah Slattery is with us and what we're going to do today is talk about island hopping in Greece because you're not back long from doing it yourself, are you? That's right, yeah, just about 10 days now. It was a fabulous trip. How hot was it? Uh, well, there's always a great breeze there. So, I mean, it was hot. It was like 30, 32 degrees most days. Um, but almost every day there was a, a it, it's renowned for being windy in the summertime. Um, so, and you always had that breeze. So it never felt that unbearable heat that, you know, a lot of places suffered at, at, at that time of year. No fires? No, thankfully, no. No, Which nothing is, like that. Which is a big thing. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to remember Greece for this yeah, year. Yeah, especially, I mean, obviously roads and some of the bigger islands, but nothing in where we were is the Cyclades or Cyclades, whatever way you want to call them, the, the central islands. The, that's where we spent most of our time. And I suppose that's probably what would be synonymous if you were to think of an island hopping holiday, even though lots of people would do the other islands. They might do the Corfu and Zakynthos and places like that with the Ionian Islands, or they might do the big ones like Rhodes and Crete. But we focused on the, the centre ones. The, I suppose people would be more familiar with the likes of Santorini, Mykonos, Eos. Those, that's where we were. Okay. So tell us a little bit about those islands, because are they the sort of ones that you'd see in movies like Mamma Mia? Exactly. That's exactly it. Uh, they're, they're picture perfect, whitewashed uh, towns, so pink bougainvillea, flowers everywhere and loads of uh, gorgeous fishing villages. They really are that uh, kind of iconic site. And then I suppose the, the likes of Santorini you'd see with the, you know, the, the, the hilltop villages on the caldera. And, you know, that's basically what you see. And it is they really are exactly what, what they look like in those images. You know, they really are stunning. You're kind of going around with your, every town is nicer than the next. Um, and yeah, it was something I've always wanted to do. I actually wanted to do it um, as, you know, as a teenager or early 20s. Um, when, in the old budget travel days when they had the ferries going from Athens, but never got around to it. So it was a completely different holiday to what I thought it would be like because we had the kids with us. Uh, but it was absolutely spectacular. And, and there's like this 200 islands so about 33 of them are inhabited so you can completely design your own holiday you know you can mix it up with some unspoilt islands and in fact that's exactly what I'd recommend so go to some of the flash places if you want to get the Santorini or get you know Paris and then combine it with some of the, the more unspoilt islands it just gives you a nice kind of feel for the for the overall experience I think it's So better. how much moving around did you do? We saw th- we went to three islands and which I think is probably ideal over sort of 12-14 days some people combine it with with Athens because there are direct flights into Athens but at that time of year July, August it just wasn't practical with the heat to, 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 to stay in Athens at all but a lot of people would they'd fly into Athens spend a couple of days there and then get the ferries out um, but we didn't do that this time and I think really there's so much to see that you really need at least three or four days in each island at this age I mean I'm talking about you want to see the place properly you're not going for that kind of party experience you're going to, to see the islands so um, I'd say three islands is probably perfect if you want to go for like 12, 14 days, that kind of a holiday. When you say see, but what is there to see? What is there to do? And particularly if you have a couple of teenagers with you. Yeah, I mean to be honest, you know, it's definitely probably not ideal with younger kids. Uh, I mean, obviously you've got gorgeous beaches and plenty of water sports and things like that. But if you are, like for us, we did a lot of travelling around, we got a car. So, you know, if if that's the kind of holiday you're going for, I suppose it would be better with older kids. But a lot of people would go to islands like Paros or 
Naxos. Uh, it's very, they're very family orientated. They've got great beaches and they would go, like families would go like they go to any beach holiday and just stay there for seven days or 10 days. So there's lots of different ways you can do it. Um, and as, as I said, Naxos and Paris would probably be the two most, you would say, suited for families because they the have the good beaches. Um, so, there, you know, it's completely up to you what way you want to do it. But I suppose ideally it's suited to either for couples or else maybe people with, with older kids. OK, what about accommodation? What sort of accommodation did you get? Yeah, I think I'd probably mix it up there as well. We went to a really nice hotel in Paros first. In fact, we flew to Paros. The ferries, I should say, uh, the, all, all that the, the Mamma Mia, the idea you have of Mamma, Mamma Mia and the gorgeous ferries that, the, um, that she missed, it's not like that. They're big, they're like, buses or they're like bad airplane experiences you know they're packed they're hot there's if there is air conditioning you wouldn't know there was so, so is there a Greek Michael O'Leary running it uh, well I tell you no it, it certainly wasn't the picture the the, the, the idyllic uh, idea I had in my head anyway um, now there's different ferries you can get you can get the faster ferries you can't go outside or anything you're stuck in this oven basically uh, for an hour and a half or two hours uh, the the bigger ferries that, are, that go from Athens um, they would take a lot longer and they'd be more stable in that outdoor area. So again, there's a lot of research going if you want to plan a trip like this, depending on what you want. If you get seasickness, you're probably going to want the bigger ferries and the, you know, things like that. Um, but we and Sorry, do you also need to pre-book rather than just rocking up and expecting to be able to get on one? Yeah, you should do, definitely. And you should get there early. They're like buses. They, they put up a, a sign, like a countdown clock and you literally have to bail on. <laughs> it's like every man for himself, you know, um, to get on the ferry it's a bit like that but we flew actually to Paros from Athens we flew we went Dublin Athens and then flew to Paros so we just waited in Athens airport for a couple of hours and it was just a nicer way to do it rather than spend hours on a, on a boat and then when we got to Paros then we, we took the, the ferries from Paros to Milos and Milos to Santorini that's the way we did it and then we flew home direct from Santorini with our Lingus so it was you know we only although we saw three islands we only had two ferries to do so it was a kind of a good way to do it but sorry getting back to your question about a common so we stayed in a really nice uh, place in Nausa. Nausa would be the kind of real, it's it's kind of, I suppose, the way Mykonos would be maybe about 10 years ago. It's real, it's kind of, it's classy and sophisticated. I'd say you'd love to be kind of 30s going out to the, the cocktail bars again. That's what, it was really nice. Uh, and your picture perfect uh, village right on the water's edge. Stunning, like absolutely stunning place. And I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, but again, you could pick there or Naxos. They're both beside each other. You could hop, hop on the ferry over there. You can go to Antiparos, which is uh, basically a mini Paros. Uh, that's seven minutes on the ferry over. Beautiful little island. Again, beautiful towns, beaches, beach clubs there for nothing. Um, We're for nothing. So what about pricing? Pricing of accommodation and pricing also of meals and drinks? Now, so now, there would be the kind of, I suppose... I wouldn't even say Marbella, but it's a step up from there. Like it, it, so it is expensive. Dining out is expensive. It's a bit of a foodie spot as well. But like if you go outside there to some of the other resorts, it's much, much cheaper. Uh, and then when you go to the likes of Antiparos, we went to this beach club and it was 20 euros for two sunbeds right at the water's edge. And it looked like, like a celebrity spot, you know, uh, like really gorgeous. So if you pick the right places, but like I, I think the best way to do those islands is to do a bit of a combination as a 
I said. So I would say pick your glam, have a couple of nights in Nausa and then move on to one of the more unspoiled islands. We chose Milos um, for the second stop. Um, but there's a few other ones that's even quieter again, like Sifnos, Falagandros, any of those, they're all really nice and unspoiled. And you get like a beach house or an Airbnb and you can do that much cheaper. So that's what we decided to do. Milos actually was the biggest surprise for me and it was my favourite of all the islands. Um, they have these traditional boat houses. They're called Sirmata. And all these fishing villages around have the, they're just, it's absolutely stunning. Um, and we got one of these on Airbnb and you literally walk down your steps into the sea. Like it's just incredible. And, uh, there's just loads to see in Milos. That was our, probably one of our mistakes. We only had three nights there. We should have had a lot longer. Uh, we only saw the top coast, north coast of the island, but there's this beach there called Saracanico Beach, which, it's it's also called Moon Beach. It looks like a, a lunar landscape. It's incredible. This white, um, it's it's formed by erosion from the, the Milos is volcanic island, by the way. Um, it's it formed by erosion, but I don't know how. I've never seen anything like it. It was in, 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 we were supposed to go for an hour. We stayed there for four hours. People were jumping off the rocks into the sea. The sunset was one of the best I've ever seen. It was incredible. Very quickly, one last thing. How expensive are flights to Greece? Uh, depends really. If you go July August is expensive. You can go. I mean, Aegean Airlines fly as well into Athens and they go on to the islands, but the flight times are like midnight. We flew Aer Lingus into Athens and then we got a flight across and then we flew home from Santorini. I think the flights were about 400 euros in July. Um, but again, it depends on when you book, if you book in advance. Uh, if you go off season, of course, they're really cheap. I put up an offer for October for like the flights were only 140 euros. So return. So it depends on when you go. And in fact, the crowds are quite busy in July, August. So I'd say ideally go later if you can and skip the crowds. Sarah Sattery from the travelexpert.ie. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.